Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the daily podcast in which we scrutinize and celebrate and analyze the film Raiders of the Lost Ark one minute at a time. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter. I'm Brett Stillo, a writer, filmmaker, and, and soon-to-be podcaster. Excellent. Welcome back, Brett. Thank you. What is your soon-to-be podcast, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting into the game. Uh, I, uh, we're going to be starting something radical and new. And that's, we're going to be talking about a movie once a week, and we're going to be doing it five minutes at a time. What? That, yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's, you know, that's really on the fringe. But uh, <laughs> uh, I've gotten together with uh, Mr. Josh Horowitz, uh, possibly the world's greatest living authority on a movie called Big Trouble in Little China. And, uh, nice. We're going to be doing a show called Five Minutes of Trouble. It'll be a weekly show. (laughs) Get your T-shirts now, folks. That's awesome. This will get me not only to listen to another cool podcast, but also to finally fill a hole in my nerd credit uh, and see uh, Big Trouble in Little China finally. I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China. You'll love it. It's never too I bet I will. I recently uh, was in New York City and saw John Carpenter in concert performing... All of his music, film music, and uh, it was incredible. And they would show clips behind him of the different movies and stuff, and uh, it was very exciting. Are you so going to watch had... it five minutes at a time? Uh, I probably should. Oh, wait, me? Should yeah, I? you should. Maybe I should. That's not a bad idea. You should not do that with Alien. You should watch <laughs> Alien all the way through and then listen to Alien Minute. But I should maybe do this with uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be a good experiment. But right now, here on this podcast, we are talking about Minute 80 of Raiders, and Minute 80 begins with Indy getting chased around the landing gear by uh, Otto von Bluto, and it ends with a flood of gasoline rushing towards an open flame. And um, Marion is, like, blasting at the Nazis still, and this sets off a big explosion, which uh, wakes up Dietrich, who's nodding by his... uh, record player, and I noticed that we cannot hear what he's listening to the whole time, but we do hear the needle scratch on the record as he uh, kicks it off with his foot. <laughs> and I wonder if that's just because... Maybe it's just because he fell asleep, and so like the needle is just sort of like hanging out at that blank space at the end of the record. You see, kids, a record was like a black <laughs> laser disc that played music, and a laser disc was like a gigantic CD, and a CD was like a physical little round mirror that had MP3s on it. I, I think it's just uh, delightful that he fell asleep to Goodnight Irene. <laughs> yeah, well, who can blame him? Yeah, they, got, they have the arc. Everything's fine. Der Ferber's going to be thrilled. <laughs> he's going to get a raise. Yeah, he's punched out. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> well, but going back previous, a couple, a couple of seconds before that. Sure. Uh, Dietrich um, slumber. <laughs> you know, I had a question. Do you think that uh, our fracas-seeking bald mechanic... Saw Indy's gun on the ground, but refrained from picking it up because he was simply just enjoying all the pugilism. 
Yes. That's entirely possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely it's think just, that. It's just another element of the fun for him. Yeah. Like, oh, hope he doesn't get the gun. I'll beat him up until he does. And yeah, he's, I mean, he could, yeah, right? I mean, because they show the gun and the plane rolls over and it's right by him. All he had to do was, as a matter of fact, all he had to do, Fracas Seeker, <laughs> was save the fucking ark <laughs> by stopping Indiana Jones. But see, this is a case of, you know, he takes the fun too far. Yeah. Well, I don't, he, we don't even know who he's working for. He might just be a guy that lives next to the airport. <laughs> I was going to say, he wakes up in the morning and he, so he walks out of his thing and he's like, this is the greatest day of my life. There's a fight right outside of my door. <laughs> I made the right decision. <laughs> you know, the realtor told me I'd enjoy this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, he had so many opportunities, at least one giant one there, along with many others, to actually stop Indiana Jones. I guess, I guess he did, maybe he didn't know it was at stake or he didn't get the morning email of, hey, we got the Ark. <laughs> if you see anybody coming around trying to steal the Ark. I do think it's weird that there aren't more guys around this plane right now. I mean, I guess everybody's centered around the Ark and getting it, you know, I don't know, <laughs> somehow transporting it from where they are to the plane. Like, you know, we heard Dietrich give orders to put it on the plane, but, uh, yeah, it's weird that, like, there's nobody guarding the plane right now. I mean, I guess they don't, don't, yeah, they don't, what were you going to say? Well, why are all the, they're, like, in front of the Ark, there are, like, maybe 60 or 70 guys, like, wearing just sort of Tunisian local dress, Mm -hmm. sitting on the ground. Are they prisoners, or are they just waiting, or what what are they doing? There's a lot of that going on in these minutes, and I wonder if those, are those Indies guys... Are those uh, the guys who are helping him dig, and now they're kind of under arrest or something, or are they just? I don't know. They you just want to watch the fun. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're like you know conscripted by the Nazis. They're they're the Nazis diggers, and I don't know. They're just told him to have a lie down, have a sit down, and <laughs> hold their hands, and wait till they're further orders or something. <laughs> it is weird. Time. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of uh, random Tunisian extra business going on in these minutes. I love I love that they play Indy's theme, but it's hesitant and off kilter. Yeah. yeah, like Indy. Yeah, <laughs> he's off kilter. Yeah. yeah, you know that this whole fight scene is very cartoony in some ways. You know, and it reminds what it most really reminds me of is a, an old Popeye cartoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got the little guy yeah. who's fun. You've got the big bruiser. And uh, you've got a lot of just gymnastics, and they're kind of bouncing off things, and they're running around things. It's, um, and yeah, I mean, as I, as, as I was watching that, I was kind of thinking, you know, whenever you hear uh, the indie theme, he does seem to get a second wind, or he, he gets a little stronger. I mean, that's, that's kind of like the spinach cue. <laughs> right. But, but in, this, in this case, it's like a premature ejaculate. <laughs> It's like they start it, and it's like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, yeah. But in some of those Popeye cartoons, you remember it's like, you know, they tease you, or, okay, I'm going to get my spinach, and then, the, you know, he loses the can, so, and you hear the spinach theme, and then it's like, oh, he, you know, the can, the can rolls under the, under the wheels of the flying wing, so. Yeah. I like that uh, Indy has a perfect uh, Captain Kirk line of blood on his mouth in this scene, like on his lower lip. <laughs> it's absolutely Captain Kirk. Oh, that's from that one horrible sledgehammering, sledgehammering clubbing. 
that he took a couple of yeah, minutes ago. The one that knocked it, him on his ass, yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, still, that still gives me shakes. <laughs> oh, we can see the well of the souls in the background. That ex- Oh, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's not the well of the souls, but it's that exit that they came out of. And uh, it, it, seeing it there just freaks me. Like, it makes me even more confused. Yeah, it seems to defy spatial reality that we've yeah, seen in the movie. Because it doesn't look like it's anywhere near a dig or anything. It's not like Well of Souls adjacent or anything. It's just this thing. Or near like there. a giant. Yeah, because they must have been really deep under, like on a giant hill, but there doesn't seem to be a big hill behind it either. Yeah. And like so, we said, it's just been, oh, the entrance to the Well of the Souls in this tiny little building that no one looked into for 3,000 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's covered with scaffolding, like they were thinking yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> were, we just, we just need to, we'll get we there. just need to, yeah, yeah. We just need the requisition form. <laughs> maybe, maybe next semester. There's like a <laughs> stop dig order sticker on it or something. Big orange sticker. I get so unbelievably anxious when I see that very first German mechanic. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The oh. one who has who had the huge monkey wrench. Yeah, and he's asleep in the in the fuel under the plane. Oh. Exactly, and he awakes and realizes <laughs> he's flooded with gasoline and trapped under the plane. Yeah, it makes me so anxious. And he kind of he's like, "What? Wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> I I love though that Spielberg gave that poor guy a happy ending. Yeah, at least you somebody know, gets he, away. He, he jumps up, but he runs off. You know what, that guy, that's a happy story in this movie. No, no he didn't. Because in the heat of the desert moments later, he... <laughs> that's right, yeah. He's probably blinded by the gasoline in his eyes and stuff. He's, gonna have a He's like, oh, I'm just going to have a nice cigarette. <laughs> that was a close point. Well, Pete, you bring up a good point, though. Why do they, what's the point of showing that guy escape? Or maybe... If they're going to show him under there, I think you have to show him escape because he was just like a guy doing his job. He, he didn't seem like a bad guy. Or maybe it's just to show that the gasoline is right there and that yeah. as soon as it goes up, the plane's going to go up. Yeah, it raises the tension because yeah. his reaction, yeah. uh, Jerry, just like you said, is like, ah, I'm covering <laughs> gas. I'm out of here. I don't like this. Yeah. Help me, Mr. Wizard. I don't want to be a Nazi anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you see well, in other shots, it's weird because the uh, there's a continuity issue. Ring the bell. Um, yeah, in, in other longer shots, you can't see. You see that the, the gas is not yet to the plane, but in these shots, it's like flooding under the plane. So I'll, I'll shove my glasses back up my nose and feel superior <laughs> to for noticing that. Well, there is a very poignant moment in this minute and it's you know indy is running out from under the plane and he almost gets a face full of propeller oh yeah but marion yells out uh from a locked cockpit that's i'm sure you couldn't hear (laughs) She, she yells out to indy watch out and he turns around and goes the other way yeah and in a way she she saves him from getting his face ripped off by a propeller yeah and I thought to myself, you know, if only our fracas-seeking bald mechanic had had a loved one. Oh, <laughs> God. Somebody else who maybe could have watched over him. Well, maybe the pilot was his good buddy or somebody, and now they're not there to help him out. Or That is sad. He's I mean, in that hut. 
with his stein and his cap. <laughs> we all, I mean, we all need someone. Clearly. To <laughs> warn us of the propeller to the face. I, I just, it just occurred to me, yeah, I think his, the mechanic's great love is the flying wing. Oh, that's even sadder. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's his baby. You know, and he's like, you know, yeah, he's a, he's a sad and lonely guy. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like the rancor keeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily he dies first. Well, we're getting ahead, but yeah. Hey, okay, so going back just a moment to Dietrich uh, asleep um, at the record player, yeah. something I mentioned yesterday. What's going on there? He's listening to a record. A circular object going around and around. And around. <laughs> oh. Like the entire... Oh, yes. And also there's a great shot in this minute of like a wide shot of the entire scene of the flying wing in that big circle just slowly yeah. rotating and you see the uh, runway going out into the distance. So yeah, it's all circles and it's... All circles. And it's all nuts. Uh, Marion's mouth when she goes, look out! Out! <laughs> It's all circles and all Yahweh. <laughs> because I realize why Marion says, oh, my God. Because she's realizing that her God is actually multiplying the gasoline and making it migrate towards the fire. And they're not on a hill. Is it really her God? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 the Moses water gasoline. Yeah is you know flooding this entire and you're like flat plane <laughs> yeah movie magic yeah indy's response is very tender though he says very he's very sober he's like marion yeah yeah i guess like yeller name he's just a very i wonder if they actually lifted that same marion that he says when she dies in the truck yeah it's almost i was thinking of that same scene yeah it does, it does look a little adr like yeah um but it, it's it's a nice moment because I think both characters realize they still care. Aww, you know, after all they've been through. It's like, you know, I, you're you're kind of an asshole, but um, I don't want to see your face get cut off with a propeller. So, yeah, she wouldn't get to punch him in the face anymore if he got his face cut off with a propeller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, Marion and Indy, you know, that tension works. It's it's very real. You know, we have a very you know, they have a kind of a dark backstory, and you know, the whole movie, they're just kind of going back and forth, and yeah. you know, and it just seems like, sure, it's this fantastic adventure movie, but their relationship at its core is pretty real. It's like, you, know, you ditched me. You keep ditching me. <laughs> I have abandonment issues here. <laughs> right. Of all the characters in this movie to not ditch, could it please be me, for crying out loud? Yeah. Yeah. Although I mean, we see, you know, he's. I think at the end of the scene, he's trying to get her out of the, out of the canopy, you know. So yeah, so he can ditch her again later. Yeah, so do, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, there's only room for me in the ark. I'll be back for you, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that's why once they're out, he needs that space for the ark. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thing's small. <laughs> well, I promise I'm gonna turn this flying wing around. And I'm gonna come right back for you. <laughs> there's one stunt in the scene that I feel like I could have done. Um, when Indy's on top of the plane and, and Otto von Bluto's up there with him and he punches him off the plane, you can see that the stuntman lands like feet first, kind of. Like he lands on his feet and then crumbles to the ground. I'm like, oh, I bet I could do that. I could make it look dramatic. <laughs> I could land on my feet and like not hurt myself and then collapse. 
I'm gonna well, try Brett, that. you had a you had a story for us. Oh, oh yeah. I've here it is. It's it's Friday. It's Friday. It's story. Okay, who wants to hear a story? So, yeah, as I as I promised or teased on Monday, uh, yeah. How did I know the ending of this movie? Like five, six, seven, eight months before anybody else. Um, so here's the story. It is uh, it is the autumn of 1980 in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it's a Sunday afternoon, and my family had been given uh, the you know, unheard of opportunity to get a free private tour of Industrial Light and Magic. Oh my God. San Rafael, California. Uh, so yeah, you know, I found myself, I was 15, 16 years old, at uh, ground zero of the um, ILM, getting a tour. There's Darth Vader's uh, you know, his super uh, Star Destroyer, which is actually smaller than the other Star Destroyers. And... Oh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but you know. Um, just one quick aside, you know, seeing the, the prime Millennium Falcon model, model, and, you know, having read in Starlog about all the details and the in-jokes, and uh, looking at it and seeing a little tiny black and yellow California license plate, it says THX138. It's on the back of the Falcon. Oh my God! Seriously? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's their prime model. I think it's about four feet in diameter. So yeah, all kinds of details. So I'm I'm mildly stunned by all this. I'm just sort of walking in a daze. Um, the guy giving us the tour was a, a fellow named Michael Bowles. He was um, an engineer in charge of the process shots, and so he takes us into this one room, and there's this large picture, uh, a painting on glass of a warehouse and there's a big the inside of a warehouse and there's a big empty space in the middle of this picture and he says yeah this is something we're just wrapping it's called Raiders of the Lost Ark boring <laughs> <laughs> and yeah this is the last scene of the movie where uh, they hide the ark in a big government warehouse now over here <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and yeah I mean you know geek that I was I knew I knew they were making Raiders of the Lost Ark. I knew the title. I oh, knew, you did? Okay. Yeah, you know there would, I, you know there was. It's funny because back then, you know, it's totally not like it is now. There was no press. There was no, you know, there was just. I remember a little one paragraph story in Starlog. Um, hey, don't worry about Harrison Ford. While we're waiting for Return of the Jedi, he's making a movie with. Uh, he's making another movie with George Lucas. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's an adventure film. I remember reading that, thinking, "Boy, that sounds dumb." <laughs> <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. What's that about? Well, it's incredible. Is I mean, you'd never be able to. They'd never do that, obviously, today, because you'd you'd tweet that five <laughs> right. seconds, and everybody would lose eighty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, you know, yeah, we live in this age of like the hyper paranoia about the spoiler alert, and uh, so this is interesting because I. Yeah, I said to myself, wow, here's this movie. I know the ending, but <laughs> I don't know the beginning, the middle, and what leads to the end. So I just knew that, okay, whatever happens, the arc ends up in a warehouse. I can, I can happily say when I first saw Raiders, it, there was no spoiler at all. It didn't spoil anything. I just like, <laughs> but yeah, okay. You know, I get, hey, it's going to be okay because it's going to end up in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, incredible. Yeah, watching it, I definitely didn't say, ah, it doesn't matter. 
thing ends up in a warehouse anyway. So. Did you tell all your friends like before the movie came out? Eh, I know something you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I think I did. I think <laughs> at that point, you know, the movie opens. It's getting rave reviews. It's lines around the block again. And yeah, then I was like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> boxes. I knew about those months ago. You know, there's a there's a warehouse scene coming up. Yeah, lots of boxes, lots of crates. It's gonna there's blow your mind. Crates and how, then, how big was the painting? Good question. Um, I'm kind of remember it maybe being two to three feet high and maybe three to four feet wide. It was, it was, or no, probably more than that. You know, it was a pretty good sized um, painting. So, yeah, I'd say maybe let's say four feet high, six to nine feet wide. Wow. Um, yeah, that was anything. It was I think big. you can find pictures of uh, of that being painted and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Get a I'm, sense of the scale of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm forgetting the name of the the map painter. He was he was kind of the last of the great map painters. He was not all that old. It wasn't uh, Peter Ellenshaw or, or Harrison Ellenshaw. It was, um, but he was, you know, he was, you know, he was the last of the breed. And, mm-hmm. Well, that must have been uh, incredible growing up in the Bay Area there with all that close by. I mean, we just. Being from Ohio, I was like, who wants to go to Amish country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they got boxes. Yeah. Yeah, they have, they have great cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I grew up in, um, in Marin County, you know, that, so yeah, I was, you know, in the middle of it. And uh, it was pretty special being, a, being in, like, in my teens. And, you know, yeah, we would, my friends and I would kind of compare George Lucas sightings. Um, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. In fact, okay, you you want to hear my George Lucas story? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll make it real quick because uh, there's not much to it. Um, so I'm, you know, driving home from college and, uh, you know, I'm on the freeway and I see a Ferrari coming up behind me. Mm. And again, being 18 years old, I think I'm an invincible in my little 66 Mustang. I blocked the Ferrari. I'm not gonna <laughs> Good for you. I'm in a 66 Mustang. I'm invincible. Uh, the Ferrari, you know, and I was I was a bit of a racing buff at time, at the at the time. So the Ferrari gets right be- right up behind me, and does this perfect, perfectly executed Le Mans pass, like without losing any momentum, any speed. It just goes right around me. Zoom. It was like like slicing at me with a knife. And as the car goes by, I see the license plate, THX138. Nice. <laughs> wow, you got, got getting passed by George Lucas. Yeah, he totally burned my ass. <laughs> that's amazing. I wonder if that's what J.J. Abrams feels like now. <laughs> <laughs> is he... <laughs> or is that, is, was George Lucas calling on that memory when he made the beginning of Crystal Skull? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I, I shouted in the office and said, "Hey, I just, I just burned this dude in a Mustang." <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah, save that for the put that in the file. All right. Well, on that awesome George Lucas note, um, we should wrap this up. Yeah, Brett, thank you so much for joining us this week. This oh. has been awesome. Man, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And We're uh, all bloody and bruised, but it's been great. It's been great. Oh, you know, maybe the last the last thing I'd like to say is. Uh, Doing this whole thing, it was really fun. Um, but, you know, after hearing for years about this movie being like an ode to cliffhangers, I finally got that experience because, you know, Minute 80 ends in a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
I can't wait to hear, you know, next week, and I, I hope they get out okay. <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, we know the Ark is going to be all right. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Poor Ark. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete, where can people uh, get in touch with us and read about all our ideas about um, how the Ark is doing, what might happen next? It's all fan theory from now on. Yeah, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on our Facebook page, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener Crusade, or find us at indianajonesminute.com. And uh, we've given this short uh, thrift in the past, but short shrift? Short, short shrift. We've given the short shrift in the past, but uh, we want to mention all the other uh, Minute podcasts out there. Uh, obviously, there's the Star Wars Minute, which uh, birthed this whole mania. Uh, you've got the Alien Minute. You've got Back to the Future Minute, Wrath of Khan Minute, Ghostbusters Minute, Airport Minute, Goodfellas Minute, which is over, but it's it's still there, and it's awesome. Uh, a Talking Cast, which is based on a talking cat, which is supposedly horrible. Uh, not the show, but the movie. Uh, the Cast Next Door, As If, which is about Clueless. Uh, <laughs> assembling the Avengers and Jaws. They are all there for you to enjoy. Find them online. You can go to moviesbyminutes.com and uh, find links to these and any other shows that are coming up, including the upcoming, uh, what's it called? Five Minutes of Trouble. Five Minutes of Trouble about Big Trouble in Little China. Um, But thank you all and come back next week for Minute 81 of Raiders of the Lost Ark here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Watch out! That was my imitation of the uh, needle scratch on the record. (laughs) 